Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for my brother's idiot, and we are ready, willing, and able to entertain the shit out of ourselves and whoever else might be watching, because we are the number one podcast in the world for seven people. Welcome. My name is Matt. I'm the kid off the road, and now getting ready to go to San Diego in a few days, hence the traveling Goonberry moniker that I've glossed myself with. Let me kick you around the rest of the squad. He is the owner and proprietor of Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. He is the life of every party, and occasionally he wears geographically appropriate headgear. Tank, what's up? Not much, man. <laughs> what is my geographically appropriate headwear? <laughs> well, you're wearing a uh, Rockies today. Oh, I got uh, you. Yeah, Broncos well, you last know. week. Yeah, before that, you were uh, you were repping a team that we shall not speak of uh, because you know. Mr. I'm married Stays. to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. How's it going, bud? You doing good? Oh, yeah. Everything's good. It's, you know, not freezing today, so that's a positive. Yeah. It was unseasonably warm today, but the, the shit is coming from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Might have some snow on the road. Good to see you, bud. Next, the man we've named the podcast after. He is the one with the hair. Chat GPT calls him the dumb one. He is the Goldagoon. He is the Kaiser. He is my brother, Mark. And I summon him. Goon? And I am here. Tank, you making any cookies this week? Not this week. Not that I know of, at least. We're, we're having a cookie-free week? Yeah. Okay. Well, how does that feel? Interesting and good timing because my sales for my other stuff have been happening this week. So, Hell yeah. like to hear that. So we got some business going. Matt, how's it going? Yeah, get, things get your- are rocking and rolling. Things, things are on the ground right now before you get ready to take off? Yeah. Yeah, wheels up at about uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, I think. Right on. We're uh, we're getting ready to head out this weekend. We're going down to uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're going to go check out the uh, Meow Wolf and Grapevine. So the Duchess uh, dipshit and I will be down in Dallas this weekend. That should be a good time. Simply did, brilliant. What Did something that just fall tank from the hit, Tank hit something again. <laughs> every every time you hear the gong show bong, it's tank. It's something <laughs> something in my background did something. We'll we'll get into this in dipshits of the week, but I'm wearing this jersey for a very specific reason. It's because you got it for me, Matt. Yep. That was the jersey bet. Yep, that was the jersey From bet. 2009, if I believe. It was, no, it was 07. Oh, you're Rockies, right. It was 07. Rockies versus Red Sox. Yeah. 09 was the uh um it was the Cardinals. Yep. Anyway, let's get into it. We've got a new bit. Mark's going to take us through something kind of fun, and I will let you take it away. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot because that's what I do sometimes. It's really interesting. And I've come up with some things that I have strong feelings about. So I'm going to talk about something. Uh, We're going to talk about some things. I want to bring these guys into the conversation, make them part of it. And then I'll give you my opinion. Uh, The first one came out this week. I am posting it in our chat right now for you guys to take a look at. This is from that idiot Warren Sharp on Twitter. He has changed what people think. Not really. Nobody cares about it. Uh, He posted this on the 19th. So what was that, Tuesday? And it is the uh, average length of touchdown passes in air yards for the 2023 season with a minimum of five touchdowns passing. 
The only thing that's important about this list is the name at the bottom. Patrick Mahomes' average touchdown pass uh, was 3.9 yards. The universe has taken to Patrick Mahomes like a whipping boy and called him washed and said that he is a terrible player. He's a system product. He's not as good as his record. Um, I want your guys' opinions on this. I, I saw your uh, response to one of those jabronis on Twitter. Um, uh, this is one of those things where it, it actually speaks to the dominance of the team and how they don't. Uh-oh. A few moments later. Uh, I saw your response to one of those jabronis on Twitter. Um, and you, know, you just called him out for being a typical Dallas fan, which is not far from the truth. But I think this speaks to the dominance of the team as a whole this year as they didn't necessarily have to rely on the long ball and were able to move the ball effectively and then through to score uh, in the when they got down inside of the five-yard line. So I see no reason to even think for a second that Patrick Mahomes is watched. Jake, I mean, this year especially, that's a stupid-ass stat to run by considering how many backup quarterbacks played, you know, three or four games and kind of inflated this list in a weird way. And yeah, secondly, it doesn't matter if it's the air yards for touchdown. Just that mean the offense they have is kind of based on getting the ball to the playmakers and letting them do something. I, I mean, that's the entire design of the offense and he can do it better than anybody else currently. Who gives a shit? It's a who gives a shit stat line, honestly. I have strong feelings about this. Uh, the reason being is the fact that this is nitpicking stats, just talking about guys who are finding ways to keep Patrick Mahomes' hatred alive. Matt, you're absolutely right. This is a combination of all things. Analytics only show part of the story right here. Moving the ball between the 20s was a huge part of that process. How many times did they get into the red zone and get points? Um, also, Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl this year and has won three of the last six. On this same list, there are four other guys with one Super Bowl. There's like 35 guys on this list. That's ridiculous. The, for, and for anybody to say that Patrick Mahomes is washed because of this stat has not watched a single football game all year, and it's obvious. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell me, tell me you haven't watched a game without telling me you haven't watched a game. Well, yeah, I, all you watch is Dallas Cowboys games. You have no idea how the NFL works. I'm going to go find Dak. I didn't even see Dak. Oh, there he is. He's uh, 11.7. He's right there in the hunt with Joe Burrow oh, and Baker Mayfield. Oh, he's tied with Trash. Yeah, exactly. So go fuck yourself, Dallas, and everybody else who has this opinion. And also, Warren Sharp, be careful with this kind of stuff because people just feed off of this and they think that this is because there's actual numbers in this. They can use this as fact and prove their point. That's the way the internet works. They think that a number means that this is factual. Uh, this is bullshit. I had strong feelings about that. Let's talk about Val Nichuchkin. Before you move on, I do want okay. to point out one thing that's actually kind of funny. If you look at the bottom of the list, you got Mahomes at 3-9. He is surrounded by absolute garbage. Oh, yeah. There's nobody else there. It's a it's no, a meaningless it's, stat. Yeah. It, the next up is Zach Wilson. Then it's Bryce right. Young. Then it's Taylor yeah. Heineke. I mean. Oh, my God. It's an awful yeah. list. Guess what? It, one of those guys got a Lombardi. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Right. And oh. is, you know, an MVP of the same Super Bowl. Yeah, of the same Super Bowl. <laughs> also, Kenny Pickett's towards the top of the list, and I'm pretty sure he had six touchdown passes. Also, Tyrod Taylor is at the top of the list. End yeah. of discussion. Yeah. 
Yeah, Linda Vistar. also had like six <laughs> touchdown passes this year. Right. It's pretty easy next to have. Next on the list, guys. Rate. Next yeah. on the list. We're going to talk about some British and English and whatever you want to call. We're going to talk about Liverpool beating Luton this week. Uh, Luton Town Football Club lost to Liverpool FC uh, four to one today. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to start with Tank this time. He doesn't care. Okay, Matt, I don't what do care. You... Sorry, dude. No, that's totally fine. That's the whole point. <laughs> Pulling these from all over the place. Matt, do you have an opinion about this one? Fuck no. Okay, I do. I have very strong feelings about this one, and I'll tell you why. Do you know who the owner of Liverpool is? John Henry. Do you know what else John Henry owns? The Boston Red Sox. He oh. has moved all of his money over into this club and gotten away from the Red Sox. He told several staffers last year for the Red Sox that they needed to keep the payroll under $96 million. Uh, that's along the lines of just barely above what the Rockies spent last year. This is trash. I think this is an awful take, our awful move, uh, and he's just abandoning you know, a bread and butter thing for something that seems shiny and fancy across the sea. I hate that Liverpool won 4-1. to one because it means that he's going to care more about that and we're not going to get any pitching and the Red Sox are just going to be awful again this year. Uh, that's my opinion on that one. Guys, Valerie Nichushkin is currently tied for third in the National Hockey League for power play goals. Matt, what is your opinion on this? With Val's absence, that just speaks to how well he played and was a big part of this team's power play punch going into him entering the program. Tank. I mean, that is a really interesting stat, honestly, for, you know, obviously prior to him going into the program, that's still interesting to be that high on the list still. I think that I have some very strong feelings about this. Um, he has been gone for what, 35 days at this point, 40 days, somewhere in that, that range. It's been more than a month now, right? Um, yeah, right around a month. Yeah. Number one on the list is Sam Reinhardt from Florida is just having a killer time. He's got 22 goals. It's just outrageous. Uh, behind him is Austin Matthews with 14. Uh, Dreisaitl, Nichushkin uh, are tied for third and Kucherov and, uh, Bozer are, are on the top of that list as well. Um, yeah, like you said, Matt, my, my strong feelings are that this team can't do anything without the core of their team. And Val is a big part of that. And we're seeing some Gabe Landeskog. He's not coming back this year. We need to keep that frame of mind in mind that he is absolutely not coming back this year. And if he does, I'll be extraordinarily happy, but I just don't see it coming. They have some serious work to do, and Joe Sackick seems to be sitting on his hands a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about that later in our later segment, but I have very strong feelings about the fact that he was that good and he's been missing for this long. Um, I'm hoping he's getting the help that he needs, and that's the important part of this. Uh, it just shows you how important he is to that team, and hopefully he's getting the exact help that he needs. So those are some of my strong feelings. Oh, is that it? Uh, I have, I I have gonna... a, a counter to one of your feelings now. Okay, go ahead. Let's go Liverpool. Fuck you, Red Sox. Spoken like a true Colorado <laughs> Rockies fan, bro. That is a <laughs> Rockies fan move. You have no reason to hate the Red Sox except for four games in November. Yeah, that's all the yeah, reason that, I need. 
that and every time you go to a fucking Red Sox game at Coors Field, it's a fucking Fenway yeah. home game. Guess, fuck guess what? Shit. You're going to go to at least one of those games with a bunch of fucking Fenway fucking fans. Yeah, so. I know, but that's family. And one and that's of them okay. is your like 94-year-old grandmother. So Yeah, and that's family, and that's okay. But it's the rest of the fucking mass holes that show up. You know what? I have a there you I, go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to the tank's counterpoint. Um it's fucking soccer. I don't give a shit. So let's move on, okay? <laughs> fucking watch that shit. Come on. Good God almighty. I ain't got time for that. The dude kicked it to the dude. It you know what it is? This is like watching soccer is like watching Bobon call a fucking basketball game he bounced it he bounced it he bounced it again he bounced it again except it's he kicked it he kicked it he kicked it again he kicked it again it's 90 minutes of dudes running around with like eight seconds of excitement i no thank you i'll watch rugby thank you very much all right um i i understand your opinion there's there's a lot of people in our fan base that would disagree with you according to you know the people in tbilisi and sicily and abu dhabi and Riyadh and you mean places that are good at soccer? Yeah, I, I bet you the people in Tbilisi probably watch basketball anyway, <laughs> and soccer. They're all they're all big fans of soccer. Whatever. The one guy in Tbilisi, <laughs> the who one guy to us four years ago. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? I'm done talking about soccer talk. NFL, you guys are the ones who keep bringing it up. I know you started it. I mentioned it to talk about the other sports. So, okay. Right. right. Let's move on. NFL year in the in review. The season is over. The franchise tag window is open. But before we start looking ahead, we are going to look back. We are going to talk about what went well and what went wrong in the 2023 NFL season. This could be teams this could be concepts this could be rule changes this could be anything uh tank this is uh your brainchild i am going to ask you for a couple things that you think that went well this year uh what went well uh, i guess the kind of the return of the running back this year for all the crap they got for the last couple years of not being important to the game there's a whole lot of teams that are damn thankful they have a good running back on their staff right now to carry them so that'd be my first one Thank God there's backup quarterbacks in this league because there'll be a lot of teams that didn't go anywhere that, you know, barely made it to the playoffs if they didn't have, you know, a good backup quarterback. That's all I can really think of right now that's not making me mad. So we'll go with those. Okay. Mark, what do you got? <laughs> um, the parody in the NFL made gambling really interesting this year. Um and I think that is good for football because it makes the games more dramatic, more watchable. It makes you want to tune into that Monday night Jets versus L.A. Rams game, for example. I don't know. I just pulled two names out of the hat I don't sure. care about. you know. But it makes you want to watch those games because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to win. You know, it. The NFL this year was just about as unpredictable as I can remember, and it made it very interesting to watch. Um I also think that they advertised very well this year, um, just across the board. You know, just they they did a really good job cross promoting the brands and bringing new fans in that are going to stick around. What they that that those are the things that I liked about this season the most. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit more granular. One of the things I thought went really well was year one in Houston, Texas with the way that that team played with a brand new coach, a brand new quarterback, 
you know, CJ Stroud completely rewriting the book on Ohio State quarterbacks. Uh, that coach is absolutely a perfect fit for that organization. And they, I mean, they won the division. So good for them. I think that went really well. I also would like to point out that Lamar Jackson won another MVP. Certainly not a team that I root for, but it's good to see a two-time MVP and a guy who is a cheat code with the ball in his hands and is practically unstoppable when he's playing well. We'll just leave that other game out of the conversation. But those are the kind of the two things that I liked. Two things I thought went well this year of, of many. And you guys called out a couple of them for sure. What went wrong? Tank, I know you've got some strong opinions here. What do you got? Uh, My money's not appreciating. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and start with the obvious one that I talked about quite a bit this year. And that is the inconsistency of the referees. And across the entire year, there was enough parody of referee mistakes that I think you can legitimately say they screwed up and screwed over every team at least once. Um, but their inability to be consistent with their calls is probably my biggest bone of contention from this year. Um, number two, I, I don't know, allowing Dallas Cowboy fans to think they have a chance is getting boring now. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to see him get crushed and hard, run out of the league by week eight. Hard no, I, I, want, I just want to know. Oh, you're so wrong about that. It's so much better if they get a little glimmer of hope, oh, and then God. it gets torn away from them. Right? That's did you boring, did you though. follow any of the Shea and Irving stuff after that game? Oh, oh my God, it was so good. Sorry, go well, ahead. that's the problem. It was so constant. Those loudmouth fuckers. Just oh oh, it. we're the best with this. Like we all know that you're going to choke this away. So just shut the fuck up already. <laughs> One of the highlights of this season for me was listening to, or not listening, but reading Michaela's live stream of consciousness yeah. as she was putting in Discord her experiences in a Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys bar in a, during a Cowboys game. It was absolutely hysterical because I got to tell you, I, until I hurt my back on Monday, I was definitely going to wear Green Bay stuff. And now, just the fact that I'm not sure I can move as agilely as I want to, definitely not going to wear the the. Green Bay stuff down to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> right. not, not, not having any ability to defend myself in that situation sounds frightening to me. Right. Mark, what went wrong? Oh, for me, what went wrong were the fans. All of the people on the internet thinking that they know everything about everything just because they read it by somebody else and then projecting that as not only their opinion but factual uh, made it hard to watch a lot of the football games. The other thing that I hated about this year was a lot of the announcing. Um, whether it was Mark Sanchez, Chris Collinsworth was actually tolerable this year because Mark Sanchez was in my face all year as a Broncos fan. And uh, not only that, but uh, uh, Olsen, Greg Olson, not great. Not great. Tony Romo sounds like he's insane the entire time. And I'm not sure Troy Aikman's watching football with his eyes open anymore. Uh, the, the the announcing is just atrocious across the board. Um, those are the two big things that I think went wrong besides the Broncos season. <laughs> uh, again, going to get a little bit more granular. Uh, one of the things that went so far off the rails, it was comical 
were the preseason hopes of the New York Jets. Oh my god! Four plays so aggressively funny is <laughs> oh yeah, it was hysterical, but it went wrong. Right? It, they just lost. If I'm, you, it's an injury. Fumbled the bag. Uh, and I was gonna say. Uh, to Tank's point, the officiating, I thought in th- this year particularly, it was wildly inconsistent. Uh, looking at it from a purely objective standpoint and not putting any kind of fan filter on it, I didn't think that it was slanted one way or the other in almost any game that I watched, and I watched quite a few, but the calls were bad. And you know it's bad when Steratore comes out and says, yeah, that's a bad call. Because he's not, he's worked with these guys. He was the former head of officials. He is not going to clear. It happened quite a bit. And Steratore even missed a few things. Like, I, I, the rules, I think, need a bit of tweaking because there's a lot of nuance to it that doesn't necessarily have to be there. And I remember Steratore specifically when uh, we had that dual possession catch in the end zone against Denver when Steratore said, well, Sertan came down with his feet in the, on the ground first. So he had possession. That's not how that works, but, and you should know better than that. You know, that's just not how that rule is written. That's not how that rule's ever been interpreted. So it, even he was not immune to making a bad call. As it Gene was. three by five index card. Steratore. <laughs> right. Yep. Still one of the greatest officiating moments in the history of anything. Can we that fucking index card out of his pocket? Can we all agree <laughs> that a league where they can project anything they want to on the field and a league where they rely on so much technology, we're still using the same mechanism to measure a first down that I see used in 12-year-old football. Like it's two chains. It's, it's <laughs> a chain and two sticks. Like, come on. And it's so can dumb. Figure this out. It is dumb. We have pylon cams, for God's sake. Right? It, let's figure out how to actually make this work. Please. Can we get rid of the fucking sticks and the chains? I, I get yeah. you have to use every them in time. High every time some bozo drops one on the sideline because someone gets too close, I'm like, why are they even fucking there? Yeah. Why are they even fucking? Why there? are you there? <laughs> oh, but you got to put it on the point of the thing with the little pointy thing on it. Now you know when to go back. It's like oh, you got to you got to clip the little fucking thing on the goddamn line so you know which line it's closest to. You know. <laughs> yeah. So they can take it out. Oh, I'm right here the in the middle the of thing. the forty-five. <laughs> and fucked up. The still unusual consistency and bias that exists in human beings to like around numbers. So somehow, no matter where the ball is, it's on the five or ten. Always. It's always in increments of five. Almost every time. It's like, that's not where that was. That's not where that was. No, I'm going to put it here anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the whole left foot, right foot spotting of the ball. Like, which Yeah. Can we agree on this? But yeah. besides the the fucking end line judge just looking and saying that's where the ball went out, the you know tennis has got oh, this yeah. figured out, but football can't. Like yeah. the, the the line drive, we're like, yeah, it's there, so I know it's on the fifteen yard line. Now, how how do you fucking know that? You're not a fucking scientist. You're wearing a dumb hat and a striped shirt. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. How do you know this shit? Yeah, yeah. with the let's use science. Come on, more science, more rockets, more lasers. <laughs> Not even you don't even have to get that smart about it. A small sensor inside the ball 
to tell you its location on the Isn't field. it already there? Aren't they won't they already chip the balls? Not not in that regard. No. No, they don't oh. chip the balls. I thought they did. <laughs> they should. It'd be great if they did. Who won the race? What? Who won the race? I heard the race. Yeah. There was a I heard race. the race. Was that was that your house? Uh, it's always my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. well, All right, I let's on move. The second floor. <laughs> All right, let's move on to looking ahead, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but we are going to have our way too early Super Bowl picks. Frank, what will the Kansas fuck? City wait to three feet? What the fuck? Yeah. I missed this when I read this the first time. Uh, I. Don't think so. I think they have the best chance of any team that's had the chance to do it so far. Just because, I mean, look at the team they had this year offensively, and they were still able to do it because the defense was good. But I think they're going to figure out that defense next year, and someone's going to supplant them. And my pick currently, as it sits, is the Bills. Mark? Ah, fuck it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, uh, just because it annoys people. Uh, that team is good and they're only going to get better. Um, they're going to get some more weapons, you know, they, they'll be fine and they'll be back. They're going to win the AFC West this year again. Uh, the Broncos are going to take a step back. I'm sorry, everybody. They're just not going to be as good as they were last year. They only have five draft picks and they still don't have a fucking quarterback. Uh, and they have no money. And the the Chargers are going to take a step back before they take a step forward. So this is the time to get after the Chargers. And Antonio Pierce is – we'll see what happens with Antonio Pierce. But he says he's got the, the, the secret to the Patty Mahomes thing, and they're going to cut the head off of the snake. Uh, yeah. But I, they're still the Raiders. So Did you actually be read that? Useless. Yeah, yes, I, read I read the whole thing. It's fucking it. stupid. It was so stupid. It was so it. fucking stupid. It I'm was awesome, teach you to hate the color red. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Shut, <laughs> up. Shut the fuck up, Antonio Pierce. You're You've a heard of the Jordan rules. Fuck. We've got the Mahomes rules. Come on, bro. I, yeah. Like, this is a guy. We talked about it before the Super Bowl. This is a guy who is sacked on six percent of his pressures, not six percent yeah. of his dropbacks. Like, you right. just can't get him to the can't ground. Get him. Right. Uh, Mark, I am actually going to nitpick you a little bit. I think the Chargers are going to be better this year. They've got some talent on that team, and they actually have a legitimate head coach for the first time in a long time. So I think they may take a step forward. Raiders are a shit show. They're an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, they're probably going to lose their one, their wide receiver one that they don't have a solution at quarterback. You know, fat Aiden's not the answer there. And this. It's Skinny Going Farva, back, man. It's Skinny yeah, Farva. Skinny Farva. Yeah, he just wants a liter of cola. Shenanigans. They, they shenanigans. You're talking about shenanigans. <laughs> hey, Farva. What's the name of that restaurant? You know? <laughs> and here's the thing. You can't play that style of football anymore because they will come after you one way or another. You can't go out and play physical, over-the-top, Raiders-style football like you did in the 80s. It's just not going to fly. Bodies will break down. People are going to get pissed off. You're going to lead the league in penalties again. And guess what that's going to do? Put you behind the sticks or give the other team a first down. It just isn't going to work. And I think it's an absolutely moronic 
theory and a philosophy as espoused by Antonio Pierce. Fuck that. He's guy. a linebacker. What do you fucking expect, man? Like Rabel <laughs> was a linebacker. He didn't do shit like that. No, but he was a different kind of linebacker. He, he played a little yeah. bit different. Antonio Pierce was one of those like smashy in the face guys. You know, that's just two different guys. And in the same vein, like following what your logic is on there, look at what happened to Kareem Jackson. Yeah. This year. He's mm-hmm. he still had that enforcer mentality. I believe he was called incorrectly but he is a hard hitter and he was called every single time he dropped somebody yeah i mean we sat together and watched him almost murder jacoby myers right in front of her correct (laughs) he fucking clean killed that guy that That was the one that was a good call he he tried to murder that guy he hit him i still think he went for the chest but he definitely hit him in the head oh no he got him in the head you just can't do it can't do it. Matt, none of that. Though. None of that was you actually picking, though. No, you're absolutely oh, right. Yeah. What's your pick? You're absolutely right. Frank brought it up. It's immensely difficult to win three in a row, and there comes a point to where you have to pay the champions tax, and the, the champions tax? tax. No, the champions tax. Cheese My tax. tax. The cheese tax. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! I'm talking. You heard that song not so many times this weekend. <laughs> not your turn to talk. It's totally my fault. <laughs> yeah, always is. <laughs> There comes a time when you have to pay the champions tax, and that's paid in two ways. One, it's in loss of talent and with free agency, free agents leaving. And two, it's in the wear and tear on the stars on your team because they have played more football than anybody else. And that's going to come to a head at some point. And I think this might be the year to do it. Patty's been extraordinarily healthy. And a lot of that has to do, and we mentioned it with the fact you can't get him on the ground, but Contact accumulates and it accumulates not only over the course of a season, but over the course of a career, which is why running backs are vastly overvalued in some circles. We'll talk more about that later, but you can't. Oh yeah, that's coming. Wait, wait, I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote in my notes when we get to it. Yeah. Okay. No, I see it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, not those notes. I have different notes. Oh no, I see where the yeah, I I, I just see yeah, it coming. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's in the coming. lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely make a pick. Right. God damn it. <laughs> you know, it, it it's right. It's nothing. I'm actually going to hold myself to. You know what? It's going to be the right. fucking Bengals. Joey B. Joey Joe Cool's coming back. It's the Bengals. Let's let's go. You know what's hilarious Oof. though? I will point out. We all just took AFC teams that. Well, yeah, there's not the an West. NFC team. That there's I not an NFC team in sight yeah. that you're like, mm. I, I think the 49ers will take a step back this year. There's no way they're getting better. Well, be they're, not have their, they're not going to have their stud linebacker for at least the first nine months of the season. So There yeah. is no way they can treat Christian McCaffrey the way they did this year and expect to get away with it for 18 Oh, he was, he's not going through a whole season again like that. There no. is not no. a chance that that kid is going to live no, through absolutely that not. again. I mean, who, who else is there? I mean, Green uh, Bay's ascending. Not right. Uh, yeah. No. Toaster I mean, says gerbils. The hippopotamus, maybe. Are those hippopotami? What is that? Are those fish? Or raccoons? What the fuck is it, that? It's a to- very Toaster, small, use your words. Very small. He's, he says I see referees. Refs, he was I saluting refs, us. I see I saluting. The hippopotami? There's like hamburger. boys. Yeah, it's not that either. It's not that either. I don't think no, so. Toaster, no. no. You no, don't even is, believe I mean, that. 
the NFC South is terrible. The the NFC East is a combination failing. dumpster fire and failing at the same time. The NFC Norris is just garbage, um, with the exception of an ascendant Green Bay team. And then you've got the West, and that's the Niners. And Mark brought it up. I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, they're there's no way they can be the same this year with the level of talent. Now, maybe they add a couple of pieces and get We haven't even gone through free agency yet, so we will see. Let's let's be honest. They're going to win the division, but they're not coming out of the NFC. I think it might be closer this year because I don't think the Rams are going to fall off. I think they're actually going to be better, a little bit healthier oh, well, to start the season. You're, you're counting on a 106-year-old quarterback to lead the way there. That's, Michaela that, would that have arm's some good. words to say to you, Matt. Yeah, that, that arm's <laughs> going to fall off at some point. It just is. Stafford. Stafford's I like Stafford. I like Matt Stafford. How I've much, always liked Matt Stafford. Yeah, but how much do you like his wife, um, Kelly Stafford? Is there a reason why you shouldn't like her? I don't pay attention to wags that much. She's awful. Oh, okay. Is she? Is, is yeah, she Brittany crazy, Mahomes awful? or A different she, kind of crazy. Okay. Hmm. Did you, speaking of which, okay, before we uh -oh. get into the trade rumors, what's uh oh, what are we doing? Um, what are you guys doing over there? I don't know I don't what know the what fuck he's, he's doing. doing. Okay, uh, I got uh, a blown up picture of the emote, I am sending it. Oh, okay, I, I, I saw a, a false, I saw one of those parody quotes that someone attributed to Patrick Mahomes Sr. and it said, If you had Jackson as a son one. and Brittany as a daughter in law, you would have DUIs too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong, I mean, it's not wrong, not wrong. All right, yeah, trade rumors leading, right? Trade rumors <laughs> leading up to the draft. Let's start with the one that's first and foremost in everyone's mind, and he who unfollowed apparently every football account on Instagram today, Justin Fields. <laughs> Mark, what say you? Shall he stay or shall he go? What do you mean every football account? Like, not just the Bears, like all football accounts? Oh, yeah, he unfollowed I, I was the Bears. working, so I didn't see all this. Yeah, he unfollowed the Bears. He unfollowed the NFL. He unfollowed. And he went on the um, St. Brown podcast with Equinemius and Amon Ra. And they were calling him out on it. Like, man, what, what are you doing? Like, tell us what's going on. And he's like, you know what? I'm getting ready to go on vacation. I don't want my timeline filled with football stuff. I don't even want to think about it. I even unfollowed the NFL. He said, let me tell you something. Just because you don't follow the girl on Instagram doesn't mean you're messing with the girl on Instagram. It's like, all right, you know, whatever. Yeah. Is is what it is. I don't pay much just attention to turn off your notes, bro. Side. Like, come on, just turn off your notes. Yeah, just go exactly. go DNS, man. Do not disturb. You know, just fucking yeah. I do that shit. That's what I do on the regular, right? So, I Mark, did he is he staying or is he going? Um, I think that they almost have to get rid of him. Um. <sighs> No, I take it back. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to say they keep him. Fuck it. And they're going to trade the first-round draft pick to somebody. Somebody's going to offer him a shit pile full of shit. Justin Fields looked pretty good towards the end of the year um, and could be salvageable with a different coach. They need a different head coach, but he's not going anywhere um, nope. <laughs> so far. But I, I think that Justin Fields still has some room to elevate his career, and I think he's going to stay in Chicago. Tank, what say you? I think I'm leaning the other way at this point. I, I think there is a very real chance he ends up in Atlanta for his own well-being, to be honest, because I don't think Eberflus can make this happen. 
And I think you're just going to be taking another year of damage for no reason. So they might as well trade him, get a pick out of it, and probably get two picks, honestly. And, you know, they could still probably trade that first pick away, that Caleb Williams pick, and still get a good quarterback there. So, yeah, I think he ends up in Atlanta. Yeah, I I, I agree with the thought process um, for two reasons. One... This quarterback class is much deeper than next year's quarterback class. So if you're going to fix it, you have to fix it this year. You know, there's what, six or seven guys that everyone's talking about this year and next year it's maybe two. So the, the chances of getting a guy next year are slim to none. I don't necessarily think that he was ever really a good fit in Chicago. I think that it's a good idea that he goes to Pittsburgh. I think he's got a real opportunity to do well there. I think he would fit in well with his playing style because he is kind of that Cam Newton Jr. sort of quarterback that uses his bulk and runs the ball well. I think the fans in Pittsburgh would really love him. I I don't necessarily think he'd be a better fit in Atlanta. They've got too many and this is going to sound counterintuitive but they've got too many weapons and he's a little bit inconsistent with the football and i think that might not work well in order for atlanta to succeed he's got to get the ball to his receivers and to his outstanding tight end who they haven't figured out in three years is he outstanding though (laughs) he is he hasn't done shit well he does never get thrown the ball Yeah, I mean, watch. I've seen a couple of Oh, no, of I, I get it. No, I, I get it. He's, he's invisible fantastic. on the field. Yeah, no, he's yeah. always open, but he's invisible yeah. on the field. Right. Well, you got it, It's Desmond the fucking Ritter weirdest thing in the world. Right. Or whoever the fuck else. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the weirdest fucking thing I've yeah. ever seen. He's just open on almost every play, and he's yeah. just invisible. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And if they would just like get him the ball, he'd there. be an absolute monster. He's Waller on nothing. Yeah. Same with Bijan. Yeah, and they didn't use Bijan yeah. at all. So I, I think his playing style leads a little bit more to the Pittsburgh philosophy, and I think it might work well there, but that's just my thought, my opinion. So who knows? Uh Russell Wilson has put his house and is up on the market and is taking offers. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a trade or a straight out cut. Uh Mark, what do you think? Uh, who are they gonna trade him to? The other one? <laughs> Of those two. So if you're saying that he goes to Pittsburgh, then he goes, then Russ goes to Atlanta. And if he goes to Atlanta, he'll go to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think anybody wants him. Uh, not enough to give anything of value back to the Broncos for what they, they're getting for him. Uh, they also made a pretty good, they actually got a lot of more money back to the cap than I think they were ready for. Um, the last what three or four years it's been an added like between 12 and 16 million dollars uh the nfl came out on monday and said that that cap is uh 25.2 million dollars so that's that's what they're getting in addition to so i don't think the broncos are necessarily hurting as much for money so i could see them outright cutting him in all honesty i mean the likelihood obviously is the cut um because, like you said, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of interest. There's probably a couple teams that might be like, eh, you know, we're taking a shot, but how many of them are going to be willing to trade for that shot rather than just let the Broncos pay the bulk of his contract and sign him to a vet men? Um, and this is actually what I was going to say. I think I'm leaning him to the Steelers rather than Atlanta. That seems to fit. 
Yeah, if anybody offers more than a warm pitcher of beer and two footballs to Denver for Russell Wilson, I'd be absolutely <laughs> stunned. Not because I don't think he can still play, because I think he can. I think it's because they know that the, the league knows you're going to cut him, and we're mm -hmm. going to get a chance to get him at a much cheaper price. So oh, we're yeah. not going to have to give you any value, whatever that value may be. You know, it could be Mr. Irrelevant, but it's still a draft pick. It's not actually out of the realm of possibility for two other landing spots for this guy. Uh, Washington, Washington isn't a bad spot. Um, neither is Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a free agent this year, and I don't think yeah. he's coming back. And certainly, I don't think he's coming back healthy anytime soon. So in addition to those other two spots, there's actually a decent fit with him in Minnesota you know, he's played in that area before in college, and Washington needs a quarterback too, so who knows. Uh, Mark, you said you had a couple more? Uh, yeah, you you hit a couple of them, but um, the Raiders could possibly be a pretty good landing spot for Russell Wilson in all actuality. Oh, Toaster's on the same page with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, we have actually – he and I have not discussed that, but that's a pretty good landing possibility for – and the Raiders fans seem to want him – so that would work out pretty well. Tank? Uh, there was only one other team that I was kind of looking at, um, and that's uh, New England, weirdly enough. I forgot they have that. nothing there, and they have a shit pile of money. So, Well, he, he's not going to get a shit pile of money if he's... Well, no, no, I'm saying that they could take... They'd be a team that you could, say, trade a low-end player or a draft pick and then, then just take the contract. Or half of the contract, or whatever you know, right? Because that's what that's, I'm thinking. If, there, if someone does trade for him, it's going to be for a small piece, but for taking a bulk of the contract, right? That's what they're going to try and get rid of, right? I, I mean, the, the the cash piece of it isn't necessarily a, a an issue for the Penners. Uh, the <clears throat> the cap piece is the hardest the cap part. Piece and, is yeah, the hard part. Right. And, but that's the hard even part. if you trade a guy, you're still required to eat. I think the majority of, if not all of, the contract on your cap. So cut you or are, trade. Yeah. It doesn't change. The, yeah, it doesn't change the cap hit. Um, but I mean, if you would rather, I'd, I'd rather trade him. If he's yeah. not going to be here, let's get something for him. Try and get something. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Who knows? Uh, next on the list, we've got Devonte Adams. Uh, he who has forced his way out of one spot to get to play with his boo. Oops. <laughs> Then the next year went away. Uh, Tank, where do you think the good Mr. Adams may go? I mean, let's just be honest. There's two spots at this point. Like, he could probably go wherever he wants to, um, but where are they going to be willing to offload him? Uh, I mean, it's going to be with one of his buddies, right? It's either going to be the Jets or New Orleans. Yeah. Someone, Mark? one of them is going to try to play for it. Mark? I, it's weird because I don't think. I don't know. Maybe the Jets throw a bone and throw throw it his way, but I I don't know if Devontae Adams wants to play with Aaron Rodgers again. I think that he'd rather play with Derek Carr, and I don't think the Saints care that much about stars receivers as much as they used to. Just you know, they they've had a few, and it hasn't worked out. I feel like they're not going to go that direction again. So I don't know. I he like Tank said he can go wherever he wants. Um, I think of the two that Tank offered, though, I feel like the Jets would be more realistic. 
I think there are two potential spaces or places that he could play next year. One being the Jets. They have, besides uh, Mr. Wilson, they don't have anything at wide receiver. Uh, they had two receivers who were the top five in drops this year, one being Randall Cobb. Plus, if A-Rod comes back, and we expect him to do so, he gets to play with his boo again. The other spot I think I can see him playing next year is in Las Vegas. He likes being a Raider, and he likes playing for Antonio Pierce. He and Max Crosby were the two loudest voices in that room to get him hired as the full-time head coach. Do they have a fix at quarterback? Well, you know, he just played a whole season with Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer, so who knows, but he likes it there. He, there's no income tax in Nevada. So he's making more money on his contract that he would get than he would get in other places. It's not a bad, it's not a stretch to think that Devonte Adams may play in Las Vegas again next year. All right. So we mentioned that the franchise tag window has opened. Teams have two weeks now from uh, two days ago to, tag their players some teams are going to use it some teams are not we know that denver probably is one of them that is not but there are some interesting names out there so let's start first with the kansas city chiefs and they've got a decision to make here tank they've got two guys who are going to be and he doesn't get duis the aria of LA. that's absolutely correct <laughs> that's just other raiders players yeah yeah former probably former raiders players are going to that right. more than likely yeah, yeah. They've got two guys they need to, to make a decision on. Um, they, I think, dovetail into each other. One is Chris Jones, who had an absolutely spectacular season, and the all-pro cornerback with Jerry Sneed. Uh, Tank, starting with you, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, that's the hard part, right? you got two kind of key pieces to that defense. Um, the absolute shitster in the middle with Chris Jones, and then he turned into a lockdown corner this year with Jerry Sneed. Um if it was me, I'd lean towards putting the tag on Sneed this year and paying Jones only because of how much shit he had to say last year, and you don't want to start off again like that. So if it's me, I'm going to put the tag on Sneed, carry him over for another year, and hope that you can get some space open on the cap following that year. But that's where I would go, I guess. I think that it's much more of a – it's not quite so abstract. I think it's much more of a numbers game. The franchise tag number for Chris Jones is $32 million. The franchise tag number for Legereus Sneed is $18.8 million. I think you work to sign Jones and you tag Sneed and you'll save yourself some money. And that's, I think, the way that they're probably going to do it. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, you took the words pretty much out of my mouth. That I, I didn't know what the exact numbers were, but um, you know, from defensive uh, and tackle position, that that you know guarantees what like thirty million dollars or something of that ilk. And a defensive back corner is somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty. And that's what I was going to say: is you get you tags need with you know the promise of hey, we want to work this out with you, but the numbers don't match right now. Give us another year. Hopefully, he doesn't get mad about it. And you get that long-term deal deal done with uh, Chris Jones because, <clears throat> let's face it, shutdown corners, yes, they're really important, but you can find more cover corners elsewhere if he gets pissed off and you, you need to replace him. Chris Jones was your leading sack, and he's also a leader just in general on that defense. Uh, I feel like he's more of a cornerstone that you would need to keep uh, 
long term and make sure that money gets long locked up long term than Legarius Need would be. Very good. Let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts and Michael Pittman Jr., who had an absolutely outstanding season. He is up for his franchise tag. Mark, I'm going to start with you. What do you think the Colts do here? Tag him. Tag him, bag him. Tag him, bag him. I don't I don't know anything about this situation, to be honest with you. <laughs> Solid job of research. Yeah. All right, Tank, what do you got? I think they – yeah, I think they're one of the few teams – because I actually don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that tag this year, but I think Indy needs to keep the one receiver they have. So they'll probably tag him for a year and see what they can do about you know working a long-term contract next year when you know they're going to have space available. Tag him well, and bag him. I think what they're going to do, and, and to Mark's point, tag him and bag him. I think they're going to tag him and then try to re-sign him for a longer-term extension. The, the The franchise tag number for him will be $20 million. Pittman's looking for 23. So they're not that far off to begin with. I think you lock him down and say, nobody else can have you. Now we'll figure out what it is we have to do to get a long-term deal done because he's an outstanding receiver, even in an offense that didn't really have great passing quarterback play this year. And Richardson's coming back under year two, so we'll see what happens there. Next, the Giants, Saquon Barkley, Esquire. Tank, what do you got? Actually, uh, I'm going to switch this up. We're starting with you because I know you have a thought here. Can, can I read you my notes? Yes. This, this is the note that I have. Okay. Uh, only missed three games this year. Um, this is verbatim. Only missed three games this year. Rushed for 921 yards. 27 years old is the statistical falloff point. He just turned 27. Has only played two full seasons in his career. RB1 is rare. Argument ensues, LOL. <laughs> So you thinking a no on the tag? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm thinking a no. They're not going to spend $12 million on Saquon Barkley this year. All right. What do you got? I think that they shouldn't. I'm going to go ahead and start there because I actually agree with you. Um, the biggest issue on that team is still the offensive line. So it doesn't matter who your fucking running back is right now. Their offensive line is trash. But it seems stupid to tag him because he probably doesn't want to be there anymore. And considering the drop-off, because he actually think he had less yards this year than he did last year and played more games. So that's not a good sign. Um, I think he'd do better in a better offense, to be honest, but it would be stupid for them to tag him, and I think that's why they're going to do it, because he's their only consistent offense. Mark? Is the biggest problem there the offensive line, or is it the quarterback? Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean... You know, it's the fact that they have Frank. If you have, yeah. if you have three quarterbacks, you have zero, right? Like if, <laughs> if you're fighting between Danny Dimes, fucking Vanilla oh. Vic, Tyrod Taylor, and oh. fucking Iggy Italian guy, who Tommy? Oh Danny yeah, Vito's, Tommy Cutlets. Uh, yeah, Cutlet. they have three Tommy quarterbacks. Cutlet. You have zero. I think there are bigger problems than just running back and offensive line. You let Saquon get the fuck out of there. You burn this motherfucker to the ground. I, Frank, I'm sorry. You're only going to coach maybe one more year. It might only get to be part of it that you'll get to coach, but I don't think you make it out of East Rutherford, New Jersey uh, at the end of 2024 in a Giants uniform. By the way, I'm submitting my resume because I'm hoping that I can actually make something happen there. 
<laughs> I, I think it's good. We have just like, you know how there's the Andy Reid guy? There's the guy that like is famous. For oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. You could be the Brian Dable guy. I just shave my head literally and act like could. a dipshit. And just stand on, get free tickets to Giants games and buy it, have people buy you beers just because you look like the coach. Like, that's a fucking cool job. Yeah, how many, you could how do many that. fucking hot dogs and Diet Cokes do you think you could scare up in East Rutherford just walking around in a Giants jacket, you know, going just full bald and I'd have to shave acting off, like yeah. the dipshit that you are? Yeah. Shave off, make <laughs> this a little more white. Plan. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling totally you, fat. Andy's got the fake Andy. There could be a fake, the fake Brian. Fake D ball. Should I just like wait until yeah. his next contract, his next contract offer, and then kill him and replace him? Is that what I should do? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Avril Levine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The curious case of Brian Dable. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I really don't. I mean, it's just too much money for an aging running back. Uh, there's another one we're going to touch on because I did add a few names to my list um, just did. to see if you guys have any thoughts. They're not on the agenda. Uh, I put them in my notes. As I was doing salary cap and, and uh, franchise tag research, I wrote down a few other names. Uh, one of them is Josh Allen, the linebacker for the Jags. His, his cap number or his franchise tag number is $22.7 million. My thoughts here, 17 and a half sacks. Enough said. They got to get a deal yeah. with him done yeah. and tag Ridley or do the other way around. Keep yeah. Ridley and then tag Jones. I don't think you can lose either one of those guys. Mark, what do you think? Uh, completely agree. You got to keep Josh Allen, the linebacker, around. <laughs> I just like the fact that we have to specify. It's like Alex <laughs> Smith. You know, you know. Yeah, I went right. to high school with Alex Smith. I know you did. The tight end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Had a great NFL career. You know, he played did. for four or five teams. Right. Tank, what do you got? Graduated from Utah. Yeah, I'm leaning the same way as you guys on this one. Josh Allen is the probably the most consistent defender they have, Shut I would up. say, at this point, like by a lot. Um, so you don't want to lose someone of his caliber at this point when you're trying to build that team to win, which is obvious that they're spending a shitload of money. So why not spend it appropriately? Right. Good call. All right. Next on my list, I have Mike Evans, his cap number for wide receiver, $20 million. Uh, He had 1200 yards and 13 touchdowns this year with a trash quarterback. And his 2023 contract was $23.7 million. I think this is a no brainer. You tag him and then save yourself three mil tank. I think that they're probably going to, and it might upset him a little bit, taking the pay cut. <laughs> um, but I think you're. I think you're right. I think they're going to. That's their best. That's the best player on their fucking team. Let's be honest. Um, and most consistent, one of the most consistent receivers in history at this point. So they'd be stupid not to. Mark. Uh, you've hit on just about every point that I thought you were going to hit on. I think that they would be uh, agreed that they would, they're probably going to, um, I think that's going to piss him off though. Um, and then things are going to get interesting, um, because they're already in a little bit of money hell there. Um, then you sign one player, you're trying to keep your quarterback who you have to pay probably $25 million this year, um, which is a bit of an upgrade over what 2.3 last year. Uh, 
so now you have a pissed off number one wide receiver and you've overpaid on a quarterback. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that they should, and they absolutely will, but I think it's going to be a huge detriment to that team. And it's a solid point. You never know. Cause he is a fiery guy. Uh, last on the list. Uh, and this guy falls into the category of, I never root for anybody in the division, but I can't hate this guy. Austin Eckler. Uh, if he gets tagged, he is due $11.3 million. He is the absolute reverse of Evans in the financial department here. His 2023 contract was six plus. So you're talking about mm -hmm. doubling his salary. And I, my notes, I've got not only no, but hell no. He had 3.5 yards per game and he's 28. An injury plague season this year, probably the beginning of the end for a running back who's been pretty successful, both running and catching the ball. Tank, what do you think? I, I'm I don't think he's out of gas yet, but I actually am agreeing with you on this. I don't think they're gonna tag him. I think they're gonna use that. I don't know where else they'd use that, but it's not gonna be on him. <clears throat> and he's gonna be a free agent next year, I think. Mark? Harbaugh finds running backs out of nowhere. Um he's not gonna keep this guy. They're in a completely different offense than they've had in San Diego in like 40 years. I feel like they've had that same like run and gun West coast offense since like the, the eighties, you know, it's, it's been the same thing and now it's going to be completely different because yeah, it, it's a pro style offense, but it's built around the run and uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to find another running back somewhere else. I think that it would be fun to get Eckler here just for sentimental value. Cause you know, he's from here. So that'd Wasted be cool. State. He yeah. would be a <laughs> good, be cool, man. good fit in that room for sure. I mean, if, yeah. As you say, that was the last one. So we're not going to talk about Lloyd Cushenberry. We are not going to talk about Lloyd Cushenberry. We're not tagging. What Lloyd about Cushenberry. what about Josie Jewell? We're not going to talk, we're not about, gonna talk Josie about Jewell. No. I know. I know. Let's move on to the NBA. The Nuggets are currently in fourth. They are three games behind the. Oops, where did it go? Oh God damn it! They're three games behind Minnesota. What did you do? I don't know. The what fucking standings do? went away. There we go. They're three games behind the Timberwolves. They're a game and a half behind the Thunder for first and second, respectively. Uh, gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that they are not going to finish any worse than fourth. They have the sixth easiest strength of schedule left. And the teams that are around them are in a far worse state. I can tell you that the Phoenix Suns, who are right behind them, have the hardest strength of schedule left in the conference, and the Clippers are seventh. So that's the team that's in front of you and the team that's directly behind you. There is no way, I don't think, that they finish anywhere out of the top three. Uh, Tank, what do you think here? Uh, I, I would have to agree with you. I actually think that they'll they'll complete compete for first but i think they'll move up to second for sure um not just based on the schedule that they have but i think they spent the last month kind of play testing their team um to see what they could do coming off the bench and i think we're going to see the effect of that happening in the second half of the season mark this this team's trajectory is just i mean they're already but then they're just gonna on top of the uh, mostly because of the same reasons that Frank was saying. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, they, 
they have been fucking around with shit on the back end of that team. We've been talking about it since the beginning of the season that that's what they were going to do in the first half of the year was see how deep these guys can go uh, because they need that rest with their stars to keep them you know, fresh. Uh, would I like to see more out of Michael Porter Jr.? Yes. I, he's regressed this year, to say the least. Um, the rest of the team has stepped up, in my opinion, and especially Aaron Gordon just looks fantastic. Easily my second favorite nugget right now. He's just a lot of fun to watch. I don't. I think they're just on an upward trajectory. I think, like you said, the strength of schedule, and I feel like the, the Nuggets have played more games than the other teams. I don't think that that works out correctly, but I feel like I've, I know that the Avalanche have played a shit pile full more games than everybody else, but the, the Nuggets, I feel like the Nuggets have been on TV a lot. Maybe it's just because they're on Actually on natural. TV, you know. Yeah, so it feels like it. Like, I don't have to go search them out. They're already there all the time. They're not – you're right, Matt. You know, I, I project like a second or third finish for sure. Maybe even first. Who knows? Yeah, I, I look for OKC to have a little bit of a fall off. You're getting into the, the home stretch of the season. It's a long season. They're a young team. I don't know if they know necessarily how to manage it. I do want to say that in two different years, we've seen masterful jobs of managing his – overall roster by Michael Malone last year on the heels of that amazing January that they had, they were able to coast the last half of the season essentially and take home the number one. And when they beat Memphis to stay six games up with 10 or so games left, they just do, all right, we're done. We don't have to do anything else. This year has been a little bit different, but it's the same kind of thing. Malone has been magical in keeping this team where they are while moving pieces around. I mean, we're seeing more contributions from guys like DeAndre Jordan, Reggie Jackson. Peyton Watson is becoming a star in front of our eyes. This kid's upside is absolutely out of this world and a lot of it's due to the way michael malone has managed this roster in two totally different years i think he's absolutely the perfect coach for this team i actually want to add on to that i agree with you 100 percent, especially with watson i think he's gonna see an uptick in playing time in the second half of this season taking time from both uh, uh porter and from gordon and I think they're going to defensively. Yep. He is better than uh, Porter, and I think that's going to be why he's going to see a lot more playing time in the second half. Yep. All right, let's talk about the outrageous Joker stat of the week. And because of my travels, I didn't really have a chance to look at anything, but I do have this: the most recent odds for MVP, as released by MGM today. Joker is the favorite. Joker is the favorite. He's at minus 130. The next closest is SGA at plus 210. Yeah, it's not yeah. even close. It's yeah, not even Luka's close. Luca's plus 900 with Giannis. Uh, Jason Tatum's at 2,500. Kawhi is at 6,600. And Mark's Boo Brunson is at plus 8,000. <laughs> you mentioned him. You, you brought him up three Once. weeks ago. You're like, you said. <laughs> Watch out for Brunson. They're going to screw him with Brunson. I'm <laughs> He's plus 8,000. I'm surprised <laughs> that Luca and honestly, Luca, Giannis, and Tatum are that high. I know mean, he is better. Obviously, he's better than everybody. But to see those three guys sitting that high and with Shea being the next closest to Joker, yeah. that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It's wild. 
the the and the one the the one dark horse I think that no one has really mentioned yet is Demontis Sabonis, who is now ahead of Joker in triple doubles for the year. Somehow. Um, somehow. Now he plays in the other smaller market in California. Yeah. So not a lot of people are going to see him. You've got the West coast thing going on. Uh, and I just love DeMontis because he's the son of one of my all time favorite. Arvidas. Arvidas. He's not your Vetus. He's not my Vetus. He's Arvidas. NBA jam, man. <laughs> that man's played through so much pain in his career. Six years of watching him hobble up and down the oh, court and God. put in 15 and 10 every night. Hell yeah. Give me some Arvidas Sabonis. I'll tell you what, when NBA Jam came out, you know, you could be anybody. You could be Scotty and Michael, you know, all that kind of shit. I was always the Portland Trailblazers, and I would just be Arvidas Sabonis and just post up under the hoop and just block and block and block and block. It was the best. Arvidas Sabonis, because he was like 10 so feet tall in that game. It was amazing. So good. All right, let's move on to playoff standings in the NBA. So we'll really just conf- focus on the Western Conference. We talked about the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Clippers being ahead of the Nuggets. And you've got the Suns and the Pelicans. Those are the six teams that are guaranteed at least a first-round series. The Suns and the Pelicans were only a game ahead of the Mavs uh, for that last play-in spot at number seven. Then you've got the Kings, the Lakers, and the Warriors rounding out eight, nine, and ten. Fellas, what do you think is going to happen here? Mark, I'm going to start with you. I'm trying to look for it, and I can't find it. Can you go to Frank and then let me Frank, see what do you think? I mean, I don't honestly see a whole lot of adjustment from this list for the course of the season. With the way that Dallas can score and the way that Sacramento seems to control the ball, I think they are going to be you know, those play-in teams. Uh, you might see a little bit of a drop off from. I don't think it's going to be both, but either New Orleans or Phoenix in the second half. And I, if I'm leaning towards anyone, I'm actually saying Phoenix at this point. But I actually don't see a lot of movement on this Western Conference before the end of the season. The teams that are after them that are not even vying for a playoff position at this or a playing position at this point, they're going nowhere. The the rest, you know, the last uh, Utah, Houston, Memphis, Portland, and uh, San Antonio, they're not good teams. Yeah, those are the only teams of the conference that are also below 500. Mark, did you have a chance to catch up and yes. find what you were looking for? Yes, yes, I am looking at it. I, I'm with you guys. I think there's a big separation point there. But let's talk about the age of the, the Lakers as a team, and let's Oof. talk about the age of the Golden State Warriors as a team. Um, either one of those teams could lose a star uh, because they got breathed on incorrectly. And uh, – they could lose, you know, that could be a six or seven game swing if you lose LeBron James or Anthony Davis or any of those guys in Golden State who I can't think of off of the top of my head right now. Clay. Uh, for Clay. There's the there's the shooty guy, and then there's there's the guy who's the son. Hey, I'm the son of the other guy. And the guy that right. treats it like it's UFC. Yeah. And then and then there's yeah. the crazy guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then there's the guy that doesn't want to be there. Uh right. <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, you know, anything can happen. I could easily see the Lakers or Warriors losing a spot there. Utah's never completely out of it. They're, they're, I don't know, they're not a great team, but they have their moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're two and a half games out of the final play in spot. Mark brings up a good point with the fragility and the age of the teams. The one team I think that's the wild card in this whole thing as to Anthony Davis just fell over again. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> newsflash, Always. Anthony Davis just fell down. God, <laughs> man's middle name is soft. Second middle name is Marshmallow. <laughs> the, the wild card in this whole thing is the moving up or down, I think, is Phoenix. We talked about how they're, they have the toughest strength of schedule remaining. I do not trust at all the health of Bradley Beal. And not having that punch in the playoffs or going into the playoffs is going to be a huge uh, issue for them. You can't trust Grayson Allen. Yes, he's leading the league in three-point percentage. He takes two and a half threes per game. Grayson Allen's not that guy, right? Um, and even if they do manage to make some noise and, and get to a spot, you know they're probably going to be facing a Minnesota, and they're probably going to be facing a Denver. And Nurkic against Rudy Gobert or Nurkic against Joker never works out well for him in either one of those circumstances. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Finally, in the NBA, we have an update in the 76ers Cup. Yes, we are tracking the Detroit Pistons and their race to the bottom of the all-time NBA standings. Fellas, we've got problems. We've got a competitor. Right uh, yeah, we've got a few <laughs> issues with this one, actually. We've got we've got some problems. So Detroit has 28 games left. They have eight wins. They only need to win one more to tie and two out of 28 in order to win. And that would actually fall right in their current pace. Yeah. This isn't looking good here, fellas. Mark, what do you think? I, I'm still rooting for the futility. I think that the all-time badness is probably out. But as a podcast, we support positivity. And we do that by talking about how awful these teams are. Um, great job being terrible. You need to be more terrible, Detroit. Um, also, uh, if the Wizards would like to not ever win another game, they could tie there too. Um, just keep losing, Wizards. Just do it. Just keep keep losing. You're right there too, buddy. Rashing. Frank, what do you got? Uh, I would laugh my ass off if either of those things happened. Um, <laughs> do you think Washington goes the, the 28 games? That'd be interesting. <laughs> They could. Um, they, they're that bad. God, I very much believe that either of these teams could end up in last, but I unfortunately think that we're going to have a 10-win team at Detroit, I think. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And You know, the stunner of this whole thing is as bad as those two teams are, how a team that has a, just a, an alien in Victor Wembanyama can't figure out how to win more than 11 games with pop as your coach. I'm not sure what the hell's going on there, but whatever. I think he's tanking. That's enough NBA. He might be. <laughs> Cause Cause I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he, going for another twin tower yeah. situation. I, yeah. I, right. I Let's think he is. One. I think this is a repeat of getting uh Robinson and Duncan. Robinson together. and Duncan. That's exactly what he's doing. He's right? going to hand it off to right? somebody else with the new twin towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's a little bit different. He had Robinson at the tail end of his career when he got Duncan, so there was that natural replacement. Yes, they did have a few years of crossover, but <coughs> you had Duncan on the rise and Robinson on his way out. So who knows? Yeah, but All right, moving on to the not. NHL. <laughs> Vassal is their second leading scorer. Yeah. Now, moving on to the NHL, the Avalanche are in second in the division. Uh, in the Central Division, coming off of a huge win yesterday uh, against Vancouver. Whew. Nate Dog continues his torrid home point streak, is now second 
in the league or in NHL history in point streak at home to begin a season. He's got 27, 27 home, 27 game home point streak. Uh, here's the thing. He's chasing Gretzky. Gretzky's record is 40. I want to know what the hell happened in game 82. With Gretzky, right. sat that, that, game. that game out. Yeah, You're nobody right. else is gonna touch me ever, 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 right. ever, ever, ever. I'm just gonna sit. Right. I, I mean, Wayne was so good, you could take his goals away, and he would still be the leading point scorer in the, in NHL, the NHL history ever, yes. just with his assists. Just with his assists. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. But. You know, Mark brought it up. There are definitely some issues on the team in in trying to play consistently. We do want to wish a happy birthday to uh, Taser. Devontae's had his birthday today, so happy birthday to that guy. Hey, hey, Hopefully happy birthday, Seven. Play better. Yeah, there you go. Tank, they are, like I said, they're, two, they're in second place. They are two points behind the Stars. Uh, the Stars have, have played the same amount of games. Uh, they are six points behind Vancouver, so that two points last night was huge. And they are uh, four points ahead of the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights have a game in hand, so they are firmly in third place in the conference, but really in the playoffs, all that matters is what happens in your division so you don't have to play for the wild card. Tank, what do you see happening the rest of the season? I think if they make some noise in the next two weeks, then they should be good. They still need defense, and they need another goalie. If they don't fix those issues, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard moving forward because they need it. You know, uh, Georgie had a good game yesterday, but they need something. They need something to take away from their offense needing to score five points to win. Mark, I know you have thoughts. Oh, you know I have thoughts. Um, I think you might feel strongly about this. <laughs> so I feel strongly about this one. Yeah, you're missing a second-line setter. Um, you're missing one of your wingers who is getting treatment right now. Um, you're definitely missing a goaltender. Uh, there is one that I really want and I see his name there. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. Uh, but he's there and that would be awesome. Uh, I didn't realize the abs picked up Tyler Parisi. Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi. Sorry. Zach Parisi. I didn't realize that that, that had happened. (laughs) That guy Mm -hmm. is my age. He's broken. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, he's extraordinarily healthy and he looks really good. Yeah. No, like I'd... he's got some super fresh legs and he had his pick of where he wanted to go. Uh-huh. He could have gone anywhere. Yeah. This is where he came to win a cup. That's exactly what they did. And I, I like that. I didn't realize that it happens like, holy shit. <laughs> that guy's that guy's been an avalanche killer for years. You know, yeah. I'll tell you that the, the dipshit is was not thrilled with the pickup. Oh, I'm sure she was not. I'm sure she was not because, she, but she doesn't like many things that they do, which is kind of funny. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, goaltending, goaltending. We need goaltending. Uh, you can't have a backup goaltender leading the league in not only starts but also minutes played. Uh, that's not going to go well for you. Just not going to. So, bring on the next point. Well, let me touch on it first. Um, I, I do want to challenge you guys a little bit. I think Georgie, you call him a backup goaltender. Georgie's not a backup goaltender. He's a starter, but he's a starter that's been pressed into playing way too many minutes. This isn't 1995 anymore where you have 
you know, Martin Brodeur who plays 70 games and doesn't take any time off. You know, Dominic Hasek isn't walking in the door in anyone's locker room anytime soon. You have to have someone behind your starting goaltender. And Georgie's really good. Eustace Ananen, not very good. Proslatov, not very good. Let's talk about who they could get. There are rumors that there are three teams that one Mark Andre Fleury would like to go to if indeed the Wild decide to ship him out of town as a solid. As it stands right now, the Wild are out of the playoffs. If it continues, they'll probably let him go. He either wants to go to the Hurricanes, Toronto, or Colorado. Mark? I quote dipshit and say, give me flower. Give him to me. Give me the flower. Oh, my God. And just mic him up every game. Just let us listen to the last 15 mm-hmm. games of Flower's career before we go on a, a Stanley Cup run with Flower as our goaltender. And it, it, it will be the greatest thing that you've ever heard. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the guy talk when he's playing. He talks shit mm-hmm. constantly. Non-stop. And it he's is just, fucking brilliant. Because he just has that, like, Canadian just like, oh, that's, that's you know, a good time, eh? It just, <laughs> he yeah. just chirps and chirps and chirps. <laughs> it is so amazing. <laughs> He, he he's cut out of the same French Canadian cloth that Patrick Waugh was. Oh, absolutely. The difference is Patrick Waugh also took it public. Flower doesn't. Does not. He doesn't say it in press conferences. No. You know, I'll always remember Patrick Waugh responding to something that Jerry Jeremy Roenick said about him. He says, "I couldn't hear what I what he said because I have two Stanley Cup rings in my ears." It's one of the greatest all time lines ever. <laughs> Those French Canadian goaltenders do know how to talk a lot of shit. Frank, what do you think here? God, I hope so. Please let it happen. Um, obviously, you know, he's winding down his career, but Minnesota's terrible. They don't need him. They need to once again reset their entire roster. God, it would be perfect, honestly, to have him as a second and, you know, maybe a first a couple times in the playoffs. That would be amazing. He would, he would come in here and start. Yeah. Let's 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 not no, get wouldn't. things. No, he would. He's it coming would, in as a backup. It, it would be You're fifty-five percent starting. The, the, he would be fifty-five, and and Georgie would be forty-five percent of the time. It would be almost equal, but I guarantee you, Flowers starting more games. Second half no, season. You're absolutely wrong about that. <clears throat> they could lean in into him more just to give Georgie a break. That's what I'm saying. They, they I, I could see, need I to give see him sixty a break. forty Georgie, but they're not going to start Flower more than they start Georgie. They need to That's give him some time. They That's need to give Georgie some time off. Oh, I, I, I agree with that 100%. But you're going to see Georgie more than you see Flower. It could be 55-45 the other way. It could be 60-40 the other way. But you're not going to start Mark andre Fleury more than you start Georgie of. Oh, I absolutely would. I absolutely would. But that's well, where I you guess and that's I differ. That's, that's why we're on a podcast and not in, not sitting behind Chris McFarland's desk. All right. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the Major League Baseball, Mark. I know you're excited. Spring training has started. Uh, the team that shall not be named came across my TikTok feed last night, and I almost threw my phone. Ugh, stupid. Chavez Ravine playing motherfuckers. Mark, take it away. Talk about baseball. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, uh, keep talking for about 15 more seconds if you could. Oh, for God's sake. Be ready when I come to you. 
way to put a screeching halt to the podcast when we're talking about your favorite sports. Spring training is starting. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, thank you, Tank, thank you. Gonna have some. Thank you uh, very much. Cactus League games and uh, what's grapefruit? Is that the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up. Uh, that's all I know. Colorado doesn't have anybody doing anything. No. The Savannah Bananas are in spring training. I know they're playing in Peoria. Yeah, they had John Cena playing for them last week. <laughs> that's I was, uh, up. Yeah, I was looking for a song to play right there because we, we watched Major League last night and I was going to go uh, with the Randy Newman, but uh, I couldn't find the piano in time. Light City yeah. of Magic. There's a wide hole. <laughs> I was like, you know, as good as this movie is, and it's one of the best sequels ever, the or the, the one of the best sports movies of all time. I, in my opinion, it's the best. Um, the sequel might be the worst movie ever made. Uh, Major Sequels. League, Major League Two is not terrible. Major League Three, oh I think, is in the running. That's Major League Three. Oh my that's, god! That's See, Major League Two is almost unwatchable too. It is really, really bad. I don't um, know. Marbles is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, but they made Pedro Serrano a Buddhist. Like that whole thing was wild to me, and like the Omar apps, like playing, you know, Wesley Snipes was kind of interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, that's that's not Willie Mays Hayes. It's just not, you know, it was just not a great replacement for him. I don't know. I didn't like it. Anyways, baseball is back. Uh, the most important thing will be coming up shortly here about the baseball thing, but Yahoo Baseball. Uh, they're going to get ready to kick off the season in Seoul, South Korea this year, which is why the uh, the uh, Padres and the Dodgers got a week uh, head start on spring training for everybody else because they're going to go to South Korea, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and that would be a really fun field trip for everybody. Let's just go to Seoul, South Korea. Is there any chance that Otani pitches any of those games? Yeah. Oh, they, they have to. They have to have him pitch in one of those games. In South Korea, I'm Major League Baseball would be doing – absolutely crimes against humanity if they didn't have Shohei Otani in one of those games. I'm just wondering if he's ready to pitch yet. Oh, he's going to play. You're thinking, you're thinking he's if gonna he's going to... Okay, okay. I, you're thinking if he's going to be ready to play. I don't know. That's up to them, the health, yeah. I guess. Oh, he's going to play. I, I guarantee he's going to hit. I guarantee he's going to do some DH work. Matt, you did. But... You missed this last week. Um, the Rockies already have an uh-oh boo-boo. Um, Daniel Bard is going to miss some time. Uh, it was announced last week that Daniel Bard uh, f- uh, hurt himself playing catch and tore his meniscus. Uh, he's mm. going to be about a month behind everybody getting to the B- majors, which, you know, you, now you expect to see him sometime in June with that timeline. Um, and he's kind of your best bullpen guy who's also 38. He's close Definitely to my the age. best bullpen guy. Um, that really sucks for the Rockies. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's that's pretty devastating for them. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where he was throwing catch and tore his meniscus. Like, how fluky can he get? Um, and, yeah, you know, baseball's back, guys. We're we're, we're doing it. The, the Red Sox are not in last place yet. No, everybody's in first and last all at the yeah, same time. The, the Rockies haven't lost a game yet. Um, wait, I will say I, I, I went season. on record earlier. Uh, I want to say it on the podcast. The Rockies will not win 80 games this year. Oh, I completely agree 100%. I don't disagree, but I don't think Boston wins 100 either. So 
they're not going to win close to they're, – they're not going to win 80 games either. <laughs> they're yeah. not going to get to 500. They're not playing 500 baseball in Beantown, man. They're not they're doing wallow it. wallow in each other's misery. <laughs> yeah. so I'm okay with that. No way I'm okay with that. Yeah, the, the problem with Rockies fans is they haven't come to grips with the fact that their team sucks yet. Oh, and that's why it's – Oh, no, they have. They absolutely have. And that's we have the come to grips with mother. the fact the only time that we're going to see success on the diamond is when those Other two teams idiots come that play. own the team uh, die. Yeah, but they have kids. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's that's all I got to say about baseball right now is we're excited. And it's time to watch Major League. If you haven't yet this year, this is the time to do it. All right, and there are talks of expansion happening. I'm also behind a little bit on this one. Mark, oh, yeah. What do you got here? Um, so this report came out. Manfred did a press conference the other day and not only hinted but strongly suggested that they were going to expand a, a, another two teams yeah. um, and mentions of uh, Salt Lake City. There was another one that I, I, I can't remember what the other one was um, that I saw, but Salt Lake City was a big one. Austin, um, Austin, Texas was another one. There could be another team in California somewhere. Uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of different things popping off. Uh, Charlotte was the Charlotte, other, North Carolina one. is another one too. Yeah, uh, and possibly another team in Canada, uh, or another team in Mexico, or a team in Mexico. in Mexico. Yeah, so all of those things yet to come, but for sure, Salt Lake City is getting a team. And there are at least two teams, two more teams coming to Major League Baseball, which is this is the longest that Major League Baseball had gone without expanding since 1960 when the when the, the Major League Baseball basically started. This has been the longest period since expansion uh, from the time that we had our last expansion till now. Yeah, and Manfred says he wants it to be 32 teams by the time he retires. And that's in five years. Yeah, he already gave us a timeline on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is looking not only as likely, but basically Plus, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. At this point. Yeah. And that was the other All big news right. that came out is Manfred's done at the end of 2029. Yep. See you later. Adios. Yeah. He did some good stuff. I'm not going to hate him. Oh, yeah. He was He's fine. Commissioners get booed. That's what they do. Yeah. They but make a lot he of was, money. He wasn't a bad one. He, he no, did some he good stuff. He's changing the game. He's kind of modernizing it. He hasn't really gone through any scandals, anything like that. He's been, yeah, he's been fine. The just a trophy thing was a little, uh oh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, that's fine. He's fine. Let's he's get rid, fine. let's get rid of the home plate he's umpire fine. calling balls and strikes. Let's yeah, let's get rid of robots, umpires. robots, lasers, I don't rockets. Need, I don't need robots. I need lasers. Lasers, you watch robots. Any. Any regional broadcast, and they have lasers to tell you whether or not it's a ball or a strike. Well, and you guys heard me. You guys know my, my one rule change. Do not give the umpires the ability to do whatever they want, basically. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. That, you're just asking Angel Hernandez to die. I think he should be removed from MLB, yeah. I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't you. think there's anyone that would agree with you Angel Hernandez's mom. <laughs> but, you know, it's not uh, baseball season yet, so that's all I want to talk about that. All right, very good. Uh, let's go on to our final thing, and it's time for the dipshit of the week. Mark, do you have one, or I do I need do. No, I do, but I am just trying to find the bookmark. Tank, what do you got? <laughs> oh, I've got a, I've got one that I immediately because kind of backs up what I was talking about last week when I was talking about Caitlin Clark. 
um, breaking the scoring record. Um, Jay Williams is my dipshit of the week for saying that she can't be one of the greatest because she doesn't have a national championship. Really? You have the most prolific scorer in NCAA women's history, and she can't be counted as one of the greatest players because she doesn't have a championship. Let's go ahead and say you're an asshole at the very least for that. But yeah, that's my dipshit of the week. Jay Williams. All right, Mark, what do you got? So first fun thing of the week, did you guys see the uh, Oops All Goalies uh, five-on-five skate in the Pacific Northwest? I did not. Uh, somebody had a, hosted a game and 30 goalies showed up to play five-on-five hockey. And they That's were all, they had to wear, uh, I'll find the, the, I actually have that one bookmarked as well. Here we go. I'll send that. But uh, my dipshit of the week is um, the brand that Major League Baseball is currently getting all of their uniforms through. It is Fanatics. Um, since Fanatics has taken over this contract, uh, this year, um, the baseball jerseys have been coming in and they've all been shitty. Uh, the stitching's not good or invisible or not even there on some of these jerseys that are costing hundreds of dollars. And, you know, the Fanatics account is responding to a lot of these things on Twitter. Um, somebody from the Mets posted a picture of their jersey in their locker, like an actual player on the actual team posted his jersey as if to say spring training was here. We were going out to play a game. The Fanatics uh, account tagged it and said, oh, dear, that looks wrong. DM us and we will get back to you about this. Uh, that's how bad it is. They, there was a spring training game today where there was rain on the field and the pants are see-through. You can see through the pants when they're – And so what happens if they sweat in summer? This is the, the Fanatics has been terrible since this whole thing happened. So, yeah, dipshit of the week right now for me, Fanatics. What's that going to look like when they take over the contract for hockey in, what, four years? Is that when that happens? Oh, dear God. Yeah. It's coming. It's going to be awful. It's coming. All right. I've got a a lot of gongs here, Link. (laughs) Based on that picture. (laughs) I've got a couple. One is a man who has not been named yet, but there's a Lakewood man who has died. Uh, He died because he was bitten by his pet Gila monster. Oh, that's uh, I'm not sure what it is that that <sighs> makes you think that keeping a venomous creature around like that is a good idea. Not only did he die because he was bitten by his pet Gila monster, this motherfucker had two. Now, <laughs> why in the fuck do you need? You can't domesticate them. They're not bearded dragons. They're not cute, cuddly animals. They are things that hunt and kill and they have killed humans and they just did again. So that's my <laughs> Did they eat him? Movie. No, Gila monsters are like, they're not very large. You're not talking about Komodo dragons. They're I know, but like animals. cats will eat a person, so I'm assuming they try. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny little chomp chomps all over him. Like, no, he got bit, went to the hospital and died. So oh, I, don't, okay. I don't believe oh, yeah. that they, yeah, yeah, they didn't find him in his house. Damn it. Uh, the other <laughs> one is, and this is a little bit more of a, that one was humorous. This one's serious. Kenny the Jet Smith. Oh, God. During the Steph versus Ionescu three-point challenge said, well, the win shouldn't count because they're not shooting from their appropriate three-point lines. She is shooting from the NBA three-point line. She should be shooting from the women's three-point line. I get what he was trying to say. However, 
she lost by two to or by one one point yeah. to the greatest shooter of all time instead of celebrating the fact that here is a young lady who absolutely showed out and proved that people can do things that other people didn't think they could do he decided to minimize it and make it about a thing it shouldn't have been kenny the jet smith fuck off you're are the biggest dipshit for even trying to entertain that and then what he did is he doubled down on it and he stood by what he said he had a chance to take it back when he was talking to Stephen a smith and didn't do it you fucking moron eat shit can, now i have to watch him on nba on tbs or tnt or whatever fuck can we all agree that um the that whole thing was much more fascinating than that awful dunk contest was and that, was, that they should that I think that the dunk contest should lead off the all-star game and the three-point contest should close it because it's far more interesting. I think they far should get rid of it until someone actually gives a shit besides fucking the guy who won it. Yeah, the guy who won it doesn't even yeah, he he doesn't even play in the NBA. No. But, yeah, he's a two-year G League. But that three-point contest, <laughs> let's do the same thing, but then add in uh the um from Iowa. What's her name? Uh, Caitlin Clark. Let's oh, let's yeah, make Kenny run Smith it back. shoot against him. Run it back. Yeah, add Kenny Smith in it. Fuck it. Steph Curry, you know, you have all that. And Caitlin Clark. I think it's going to be fucking brilliant. Let's do it. Have that. Yeah, she did an amazing job with. I mean, that she came damn close to dethroning Steph. The, like you said, the greatest fucking shooter ever, ever. at this point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for him one to shot away. shit on it by saying, well, she wasn't shooting from the right line. Dude. That's the wrong way to approach this discussion. That's yeah, just, right. it's dumb. Just to celebrate, celebrate the victory, bro. Celebrate the victory. Another honorable mention. Can we just say RAP to defense in the NBA all-star game? 400 points in a game. How fucking ridiculous was that? My, that was just, that was ridiculous. I don't understand why they no play cares. the game anymore. I, because I, I it's I a spectacle, don't. but it's so it's a corporate event. boring at this point. My favorite part of the entire time was Luca and, Joker going down yeah. the court without dribbling the ball. <laughs> and oh yeah, the two man we like, just bat 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 yeah. doing the high school drill. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and then tying it off with the not just getting the ball and passing it, the one touch pass behind his head yeah. from Joker. Just casually, like, yeah, I'm still the greatest in the world at this. Fuck off. And then both of them attempting <laughs> dunks was, was fantastic. But also the well, uh, Luca got blocked by the rim. Yeah, he did. Joker Joker pulled the ripcord and went to the finger. Did yeah. you Did you guys see the All Star uh, roster picture? You know, it's all those guys in their oh, uniforms. Yes. The Joker's in the corner. You can tell he just doesn't want like, to be there. Every bit of this. He's like, <laughs> I'm only here to play so with Luca. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and did you hear Michael Malone last week? He's like, you know, the fucking poor guy has to go and play an extra game instead of getting time off. He's got to work. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I so all right showed up as to play with Luke. final thoughts talk about pimping the things tank take it away no final thoughts this week you can see us next week i know we're gonna have stuff to talk about we have two shows next week i do not believe the uh king is gonna be with us but we do have two shows next week at some point um you can catch uh all of our socials for the nerds at nerds that know on facebook youtube twitch twitter and instagram I believe. I think so. You can catch me on all the socials at either Tank Knox or Knox Nostalgia Collectibles. Mark? Baseball's back. Back again. 
Baseball's back. Tell a friend. Cool runnings. <laughs> Dick. <sighs> Dang, do you know how I got this jersey? When your team cheated my team out of a World Series? Yeah. Cheated them out of the World Series. <laughs> Um, it's really important though that we talk about Gene Mingo because we gotta we gotta get him in every episode. We gotta make sure we mention him. We almost didn't mention him, and I want to make sure we mention him. Back to you. You're the shoehorn guy. That's your job, bud. <laughs> I was shoehorning. <laughs> you've got you've got two jobs. One is to shoehorn Gene Mingo, and two is to not prepare or read the agenda more than an hour before we actually do anything. That's all I and do. then not read it completely. At those I miss something jobs. every week. <laughs> I know you do. Like, oh, we are going to talk about this. I didn't see that. Oh, dude. He's been there for two days. Come on. Not for me. I didn't check until 7 o'clock. <laughs> we know. We know. Uh, make sure you check us out on all of our socials. You can find My Brothers and Idiot on Facebook. Just search that and look for the black logo. Click it and we'll let you in. The Idiot Goons can be found at just that. The Idiot Goons on Twitch and Twitter. You can also find Mark's Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at at Puffle time, my Twitch and Twitter at Puffleupagus. You can find me on TikTok at King Goon Smoke. Make sure that you take care of yourselves, take care of your families, and take care of each other. For the absent Muti, we love you, Muti. For the absent dipshit, we love you, dipshit. Dipshit, see you in a couple days. Uh, side note, I dipshit and uh, the Queen Goon and I went to the new... Uh, anime-themed ramen hibachi place here in Parker. Yeah. It was actually pretty fucking cool. Hell that yeah. That place was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. It was good. It was good. New restaurants. So they got new restaurant problems, and I'm not going to hold it against them, but the food was awesome, and the atmosphere was great. So we should check out uh, Hero, Hero Ramen, Hero Tachi Ramen. I don't remember. Hell Something. yeah. Look, it's in Parker. Look, looking forward to doing a bunch of eating out this weekend. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's awesome. So for uh, Mark and Tank, my name is Matt. This has been My Brother's an Idiot. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Remember, poke Bruh. short bears. With sticks. Bruh. With short bears. Short bears. Short bears.